Welcome to another episode of Divided Films, the podcast where we talk about movies that audiences and critics do not agree on. I am JJ, and with me always is my co-host, Keith. Hello. And today, our special guest is our good friend, Johnny Della Luna. How are you, Johnny? Hey, I'm doing good. I'm doing great. Happy to be here. Happy to be here on Long Island. Oh, uh, yeah. It's as long as I thought it was going to be. Johnny you know, revealed so. our secret location. <laughs> Johnny and our underground lair here. Yeah, oh, he did happen to get lost in New York. Right? <laughs> Appropriately. Yes. Oh yes. Oh man. Um, so Johnny uh, also co-hosts his own podcast, uh, The Winning Ticket, right? Yes, sir. Yes, that's uh, uh We live in uh, New Jersey. Me and a couple of friends. Um, gambling is legal there, especially for the NFL season. So if you guys want any advice on any uh, bets to take, especially during the NFL season, um, Winning Ticket Podcast is the place to go. All right, thank Great you, name. Johnny. <laughs> thank you. Um, if you live in New Jersey, I don't know about New York. New York, you might have to, you know, just just uh, hit up a couple of those apps. Go <laughs> right. find them. Fair enough. So today, as uh, was hinted on we are talking about the 1992 christmas classic <laughs> home alone 2 lost in new york i don't know about you guys but i am super stoked to talk about this movie me too uh, merry christmas guys yeah, yeah. yeah. merry early christmas <laughs> it will be christmas when we release this episode so <laughs> let's just pretend it's christmas for now there you go um so the uh this movie falls into the category of a uh, negative response from critics and a mixed to positive response from audiences. The exact score is 32% with the critics and a 61% with the audiences. And uh, the critics' consensus on Rotten Tomatoes, a change of venue and more sentimental. Sentimental. <laughs> I can't read. A change of venue and more sentimentality and violence. Can't obscure the fact that Home Alone 2 Lost in New York is a less inspired facsimile of its predecessor. So that is the consensus. Are you guys surprised at this disparity? Or what do you think? I, I personally am. Um, first of all, using word like facsimile to describe Home Alone 2 <laughs> a little seems a yeah. little much. That's such that's such critic speak. 32% seems really low. Yeah. Um, I mean, what, what uh, can you think of other films that are in the range of well, that? Like that we, just come to mind. Funny enough, we talked about we agree that like a lot of times the scores are not reflective. Uh -huh. For example, in a previous episode, we talked about Hook, and that percentage. Oh, for that's Hook, low. It's twenty three percent or something. Wow. So the thing is criminal. Yeah. <laughs> it's not really truly reflective. I think what happens with a lot of these scores on Rotten Tomatoes is, you know, whether you're mixed or you know low. Are you really low? It all counts just towards rotten. Mm -hmm. So, you know, maybe some people were just on the fence and some people really hate it, but they're all kind of counted on the same side. Mm -hmm. So, right. you know, maybe uh, if you average every critic's personal score, it'd be higher. But right. we'll see where we stand. I do think if 100 adults <laughs> saw this movie, 78 would be like... What? No, what like, I think, I think it's... In, like, a 68 would be? I, I think it's important that, like... Uh, uh, like we were kids when yeah. this, when we did see I this. did right. I did watch this movie a lot of times. I do have a lot of and nostalgia. I do like this movie. Sure. I want to clarify, but I I don't want to be like a devil's advocate. But I like there yeah. is a seeing it as a kid and seeing it, the adult in me certainly does see it as a Christmas classic. 
a uh-huh. heavily flawed one, mm-hmm. but the kid in me is like, this is a fun movie, right. shut up. Right, <laughs> right. I, no, I, I, I tend to agree with you. I think, too, with this film in particular, it's good to remember the context it was in. Okay. Um, 1992, much different time. I mean, the biggest, aside from Christmas, everyone, I think most people remember this movie as the one, um, it's got that famous shot of, you know, the Twin Towers. Yeah. Um, it was a different, the way that, like, Kevin traipses along New York and gets in and out of the airport. Yeah. You can't do that anymore. You can't, no, no. you can't. <laughs> re, re, I rewatched it recently, and, and you watch it, and, I mean, he's allowed to, like, go and check into a hotel by himself. Oh, he's man. allowed to, the, so he's going to board the plane, and he's like, ooh, I dropped my boarding well, pass. Well, I want to get into, right? I so, want to get into the step-by-step process a little later yeah, about okay. how Kevin gets on the wrong plane, because a lot has to happen yeah for him to get on that wrong plane this so, movie itself is very coincidental like, it is it's like lightning is striking new york is constantly. one of the biggest cities in the world right. not the biggest but it feels so small he's yes. running into the same characters so real right. quick though i think that um this the consensus i disagree with that it's less inspired than the predecessor right. i think home alone 2 is better than Home Alone 1. This is my favorite Home Alone movie. Cool. And I would argue it's better. Better than 3 and 4. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, those are untouchable. Uh, Home Alone 3. We left them again. We left them. Oh, my God. Well, we're a whole new family. They were planning, we'll get, they were planning a Home Alone 3. With, with Macaulay Culkin No, they did Culkin a Home Alone 3. No, but like, uh, like with, with a, the, a planned trilogy with Macaulay yeah, Culkin, uh, they did. Right. You're going to do this so many times. Yeah. Uh, but the thing is, I feel like they give Kevin more to do so mm-hmm. I give you that the first act and the third act are very similar, but the middle, when he's in New York, he's doing so many more interesting things than True. Like, in the first movie. He's like buying groceries, like that's not really yeah. fun. Here, you know, he is like seeing the sights. He is like tricking the hotel with like this insane scheme, which I don't know how it works. <laughs> so um, I just I, I kind of want to go through this movie, oh, the way we kind of did Hook, which was kind of go through each act. Sure. So. Yeah, the first act of this movie, um, it even opens with the same exact shot as the first one. It's the same shot of, like, the house and people kind of walking around. But now you kind of have my one of my favorite scenes in the opening is that Christmas choir scene. That yes. scene is freaking hilarious. This movie is this, fine, man. Buzz got away with. Oh my so, god! Like, everyone well, like they had to hold a trial and they're like, dude, you you <laughs> yeah. caused all of this. Yeah, and you know oh, what? For, one of the things too is both Buzz and uh, Kevin and Arlo- Woody. And, yeah, um, Woody. You crippled the piano teacher. Yeah. Yeah. That you talk about slapstick. Oh, <laughs> that yeah. was one of my favorite. When that moments. that poor teacher falls over. Uh, <laughs> that was that was that was funny. She, she gets so the tree falls on the piano and her. And she actually backflips into the crowd. <laughs> she backflips, and she's like, oh, wow, she died. In, like, in, a, yeah. in a movie that's, uh, you know, chock full of slapstick, that's probably one of the best ones. Yeah, right off the bat. It's not even with, like, the, you know, the wet bandits and all that. Yeah, oh, yeah, or the sticky bandits. <laughs> that's right, the, the, the sticky this bandits. Movie. Oh, yeah. I think that's where, like, maybe critics are kind of getting annoyed is with how, like, wacky and slapstick this movie is. Yeah. I feel like um, critics kind of like their movies to have a little more sense of realism yeah. Unless it's animated. If it's live action, they kind of want a little more grounded. But I don't know. For me, if it's funny, in a movie like this, if it's making me laugh, then I, by yeah. all means, like, go all the way cartoony with it. I think it. we should have child critics. <laughs> no, I'm serious. Like, like that's funny. No, it's like, like, let's it, just say it. Yeah, uh, thumbs up. Because if you're... Yeah, no, I, I, right. Because, like, there is an adult... Like, if you see Star Wars as a kid, it's forever embedded into right. you, and if you see it as an adult, it's yeah. just a bunch of Muppets, like, doing... Like, <laughs> I, I get it, 
they're, uh, and all these critics are just like yeah. older. They're like they and even if I remember, Home Alone isn't that high up on the scale. Yeah, like, even the first one, critics were they, not, they were, were not yeah, happy about it either. They were able to buy into it, of course. Right. Like, uh, but. This one, they're just like, it's too cartoony. I would like to hear some, like... Yeah. I, you don't have to hear my kid voice, but I this movie... Like, how, audiences like, went for it. Right. Yeah. People what, really enjoyed it. How would it play to kids today, I guess? You know, people mm. who didn't grow up with it. I Kevin's think not Flossin. Right. So that, that, <laughs> yeah, Kevin's <laughs> not Flossin. He's doing more interesting things. I think Kevin, if anything, in this movie is more relatable than the first movie. Because yeah. he is a little older now, and he kind of has more, like, sar- he's a little more sarcastic. He's a little more, like... Uh, clever and has a little more. He's like more of a little adult than just being a little kid in the first. I movie. give credit to uh, Macaulay Culkin. I think like yeah. for us following him from start to finish. Well, when he is being like scheming and he is like you know tricking adults, I uh-huh. think then that's where he shines. But yeah. there's a couple scenes where he's kind of it's, being more serious. And and it doesn't work. And right. It's kind of, it feels like he's like line reading. So I felt the same way. Yeah, and that's how I can't it, think of though child actors who would do. <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to... There was right. one critic that said he's our Shirley Temple. Oh, well, I even have a Shirley Temple comment about a later scene with the Duncan's oh. toy chest. Okay. Um, but uh, the other thing, too, I'll bring up. He is a little older, but this movie has kind of what I feel like is a time warp issue. Okay. Because this, this movie was released, made and released two years after the first movie. Uh-huh. But it only takes place one year later. And here's oh, no. The, no, but here's the problem, and I noticed this go in back. the first movie. In the first movie, they say Kevin is eight. This movie, one year later, he's yeah. ten. So like, I kind of it's just a gap, but I like to imagine that Kevin has a disease where he's aging twice as fast did, as other did, people. Did that drop at ten percent for you? That's a, that a fell off gap. at that point. I just get a kick out of little gaps like that. I've seen this movie yeah. so many times that yeah. I pick up on little details. Have like you that. seen? <laughs> Quite a detail. Yeah. Uh, have you? Did, I'm trying to remember the first one specifically, like the ending. Was with the family like we'll be less assholes? Was the uncle like ah kid you're all right? That uh, Frank will yeah. always be an asshole. No, that uncle, yeah, that uncle deserved his comeuppance. Like, oh, he yeah. deserved, he he deserved to be attacked by yeah. pigeons. Yeah. <laughs> and I like uh, Kieran Culkin's like you get sleep with me. I I'm love like, Kieran Culkin. Like, man. You know you're used as like torture. Like no one wants to yeah. sleep. With, no one wants to sleep. Oh, right. You uncle Frank has me. one of my favorite quotes. And this is a very quotable movie, by the way. Of I always quote this movie. But one of my favorites is in the beginning when he's showering and he's yep. singing that song and he goes, Oh, you're cooking, Frank! <laughs> like, I mean, the song doesn't even go like that. But, and then later in the movie, you hear the recording, you get to hear it again. I just love that. I just like, why does he say it that way? Little it's, moments like that really get it, to me. It's funny. So you mentioned that and we mentioned that, like, it, that this might come across as like an animated film of sorts. Because I thought front to back, this would, this was like, and it, it, it helps that there's uh, 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 he's watching the Grinch in the limo at yes. one point, yes. and I said the whole I, this whole time I'm saying this is essentially a Chuck Jones cartoon stretched yeah. to massive length, and that's and that's backed up by you know the wackiness of the events, the mm-hmm. characters, 
I mean, the music, which yeah, is one of my music, favorite things. I always get into that more. Did the score for yes, that. music uh, is top. Oh my god, yeah. it's brilliant. I mean, John Williams, he's done so much, but I when I was listening to the score, I mean, it plays throughout. It's a two-hour yeah. movie. Mm-hmm. I can't remember many points in the whole film where there's no score, yeah, and it's, it's fantastic. It's, I, I love it's one of his best. I love the <laughs> score. Know? It definitely heightens the movie. Yeah, and it's one of the most memorable parts about it. I mean, it's the same theme as the first one, but I don't know. It just it, it's it sinks so well with every scene yeah. that um I don't know it just it it brings that element of magic to it yes honestly. yes it does it elevate it definitely ele- elevates the material it, yeah um, I can but it it does because I think without as good a score I think this movie would be a little less uh, memorable in there's, my opinion there's one moment of the score that as a kid gave me chills mm-hmm. is when Kevin is quickly trying to change the batteries in his little oh, like, yeah. voice thing and the music is like suspenseful it's like bum 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 the, the alternate dad is like comes oh, in the frame so, I used to have that toy like oh, did you really yeah. the recorder yeah. I heard that it's this cool. movie invented that toy which then became a toy wow wait really that's that's what someone told me but maybe I'm just really gullible it was but... on the subway like hey you know like, <laughs> that toy and we're like please leave me alone <laughs> I believe what people tell me on the subway so he gives you a card like did you know um, <laughs> I love how he uses it too I mean, obviously, throughout the film, but even at the beginning, mm-hmm. we're still in Act One here, yeah. and uh, he's answering his mom, just going yes, but records himself yeah. and plays it and going yes, yes. Yeah. which is which is what a kid does. It's like yeah. so, it's so like Kevin's a very again like, cartoony, like he's a very like relatable kid, yes. and I think he's more likable now that he is like a little more clever. I think he's more of a kid that little kids will look up to. Yeah. Than just relate to. It does a lot of good setup too. It does. Oh, like, act, I think the setup of this the is first very act well. is lots of seeds being yes. planted, like the, the, the clown. Open. Yeah, they're right. The clown <laughs> she's giving him, and yeah. and the the whole concert scene too, which which I don't I can't remember if they did this in the first Home Alone. They kind of gave Kevin a reason to like not want to be with his family. They just in the first movie, all they did was get mad at Kevin for like knocking over like soda or milk. That very, really I guess pizza. a very stereotypical. Yeah. And, but it was such like this Aaron's is like mad at you. Yeah, yeah. But was, this this is different where he's like framed and watching that scene too. Well, cause cause Buzz first of all, Buzz just like puts two candles by his ears and the entire audience is laughing <laughs> yes. like you wouldn't believe. They think it's like the funniest. I think like, like, even Sandler janitor like yes, ah. yeah, right. Funny. Everyone in the back is laughing and no way they can see that. Then he starts drumming on his head and like everyone's busting a gut and I'm like, oh my god. And of course Kevin's mom has this look of I, horror on his on her face. I do like that Kevin's parents like I I like Kevin's parents in the horrible movies. town. Yeah, it's right. Well, like, I would, if all... I were the principal, I'd be like, how dare you? Well, that's why I the just... piano player looks back at them like, what the fuck is wrong with yeah. you? Yeah. And her come up and just falling off the stage. <laughs> that's right. Like she she gets punishment for it. <laughs> yeah. And and it's just it's so unfair. It's, it really is. Yeah. I, I don't get why. I don't know. I don't get why people feel so. They just don't and they see your buzz like we all do. They, they do. The they like buzz trial. actually has like a good debate. Like, you know, I just like, I love they, my brother. He says, right. ladies and gentlemen of the jury. Yes. And, and it's just like, wow, everyone is. I would have liked this more a, buzz. This is like OJ. He did it. <laughs> That's right. How did he get away with it? This is two years before that happened, so you know. Maybe. I also thought before I rewatched it, I thought he punched him, but he doesn't. He, he punches, punches him, he shoves him. him. Which, by the way, looks very closely. <laughs> Some kids fall before it reaches them. Oh, that's <laughs> hilarious! Yeah, he pushes one guy, and the entire chorus, which had to be what thirty kids, they all fall except for Kevin. I put that into 
the Christmas the, classic category. The, very, it only happened in a Christmas yeah, classic movie. scene. Very, and very cartoony. Yeah. It goes back to the cartooniness uh, of it. And, and by the way, of those 30 kids... Like, Buzz and one other kid are, like, 18. Everyone else is 10. <laughs> like, so true. What are they doing in this choir? Uh, it's little things like that, but it's like, I, I, yeah. I'm I forgiving this movie on all of these, of like, course. inconsistencies. It, it, it's important to set... I, I, I like how they set Kevin up for wanting, like, some a little bit more revenge. Yeah. I'd like to apologize to my family for whatever displeasure I might have caused you. What? My prank was immature and ill-timed. Immature or not, it was pretty goddamn hilarious. <laughs> I'd also like to apologize to my brother. Kevin, I'm sorry. Oh, Buzz. That was very nice. Kevin, do you have something to say? Beat that, you little trout sniffer. I guess since we're in the first act, I kind of this is a good time to bring up. Is it's like uh, this is this is a very popular sequel, but I think Home Alone, John Hughes just wrote it as like I have this idea, this one idea, this original idea. That one was I think the biggest, one of the biggest movies of night. It was a top ten grossing movie. I mean, it still might be, but definitely was on the list for quite some time. So they went to John Hughes and Chris Columbus, like he, he can get. Home Alone together. Right, yeah. And like, make, like, let's move the location right. a little bit. Oh, and well, speaking of Chris Columbus, I think that someone saw Home Alone 2 from Warner Brothers and was like, we want him for Harry Potter. Because <laughs> <laughs> there are a couple shots that, in this that movie. That was the one that I, sold them? That's a couple Is shots it? in this movie that I'm like, this feels like, like the Sorcerer's Stone, like in the first act again when... It's overnight, and the newspaper that says the wet bandits broke out, it yeah. lands on their doorstep, looks like the scene in Harry Potter when the letter to Hogwarts like flies through their mailbox. It has the same sort of like uh, like feel to it. And then even later when uh, they get to the toy store, and Kevin's like, whoa, what a great story. Yeah. It kind of feels like when they're in Hogwarts for the first time. Like, I just think that I would love to think of like some guy with a cigar being like, at this guy <laughs> right like, there's i have to say with chris columbus films because i know he, he does he's done a lot of he's done mrs doubtfire he did uh yeah, yeah. the night of the museum movies mm-hmm. um you know big uh, classic films yeah pixels. Um, he did pixels. Oh. pixels but he he has this way of his which i think adds to the this is a two like two hours on the dot movie which yeah. which feels a little bloated but like shot after shot anytime kevin's in a new place you know, six, seven establishing shots. Yeah. You know, the music swells. You could like it's just all big around him. Yeah. And and you could see that this this repeats in all of his films afterwards. And I don't know what Chris Columbus did before Home Alone. I'm not I'm sure he was around. America. America. But yeah, he did. That he did. <laughs> what did he do? Discovered America. <laughs> discovered America. <laughs> all right. 1492. Discovered America. That's his right. 1492. Home Alone. Yeah, Home Alone. <laughs> 1492 is production company. But, uh, but like. There's this one yeah. like trivia. Like John Hughes said, he took the sequel very seriously and wrote multiple drafts of the script. Mm. And I'm like, you probably took like the hardest thing was the second. Act. <laughs> like it's like you just carbon copied the yeah. the first and third act. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, but but this, it made it better. I would say. Yeah, it, it, right. It, there's a lot of reasons why this works for like the supporting cast alone yeah. works. Yeah. And I'm the one movie that we could kind of compare it to is. The Hangover and what mm. Hangover Two and the only re- okay. like Hangover Two is a carbon copy yeah. set in a different place. Right. And that one failed. Like people just noticed it. Like it does. Right. It does some set pieces differently, but mm-hmm. even the ending, it's just like he did it again. 
and I don't know. There's something magical, and I would say the score, the supporting yeah. cast, or the, the I I still think the strength of the lead character. Mm-hmm. Granted, he he may have slipped, but child actors. I can't think of maybe Elijah Wood at the time. Right. But he uh, was definitely the top. He got forty four point <clears throat> five million for this. Wow. For this role, the Be- biggest salary yeah. for a twelve year old. But you know, with <laughs> the Hangover movies, I feel like those movies are so high energy that's quick to get exhausted from that sort of formula. Yeah. Oh, true. true. Whereas this one, you know, it is kind of like paced more. We can catch it's, your breath. It's very slow. Yeah, it yeah. really is. So until until the I guess the late I guess we would call the third act is when like finally the the sticky bandits yeah. and him start you know like like they're. There's a couple scenes in that second act we'll get to where I feel yeah. like it definitely. Like, I get a little impatient nowadays with yeah. them. Um, but, like, real quick, though, the end of the first act of this, the sequence where he gets on the wrong plane mm-hmm. makes no sense. <laughs> but I am, like, appreciating every step of the way. Because as a kid, I totally bought it. Yeah. Like, this movie tricks you into thinking it's better than it really is because of the direction <laughs> and the music. Yeah. But then, as an adult, you see through. But as a kid, you totally buy it. Like right. I totally buy that a man would look identical to Kevin's dad from the back. Yes, right. <laughs> no. That I remember getting lost in a store one time, sure. and there was I did end up like, Fair. like oh I, th- I got I found my dad and I hugged him from the back and the guy was like oh my get the hell off <laughs> that's happened to like, like a lot of kids he's, like he's that. still my dad ever since <laughs> <laughs> he took me in um, so I buy all right that. you're kind of cute yeah. I totally right. buy that like uh, the when they get on the plane the flight attendant's like go find an empty seat. It's like it's the two days before Christmas. Yeah. There's an empty seat on this plane. It's, it's certainly, and that would not fly, no pun intended, today, because there's just no way he would have even gotten on. Yeah. He wouldn't have gotten to take a seat. Also, you would think if you're Kevin, he did, he does look and see that his quote unquote dad like like puts his carry on away and sits down. Mm-hmm. So I guess, but like, I don't know if you're a kid, wouldn't you want to see like a family of what, like twelve? What did you expect? Kids these kids will not understand that because they don't know pre nine eleven, where like true. a rom com where you could go, run right, into the thing and like, right. I love you. That can't happen. Yeah, I know. It, it, it would change things a lot today. And mm. uh, even just to add to more circumstance to make this happen, <laughs> he sits next to a guy who doesn't speak English. So, like, he speaks, he goes, rambles on in French. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah right? that's right. Have you been right. to Florida before? And the guy just rambles on it's French. French. So he puts on his right. headphones just as the flight attendant is saying, welcome to this flight to New York. Yeah, but right. Very convenient. <laughs> yes. He's, All like, blasting these, I think these movies in this time, too, they, like, they, like, no loose ends are left loose like they tie like they even go out of their way to show whoa the one plane's heading to miami the other one's heading to new york like <laughs> they're going way away from I each other i love that radar like, shot it's so cheesy um, like like yeah like everything is it's like every coincidence happens yeah it's, nothing's an accident anymore but you know what i kind of respect it because nowadays i feel like movies try too hard to convince you that something is likely to True. happen True. like oh this is why and like it's not crazy this movie's just like screw it <laughs> <laughs> He's getting on this plane in New York, right, yeah. no matter what it takes, <laughs> no matter how unbelievable it is. I miss whimsical movies. Yeah, yeah. like it, this, the, the the music adds to like I'm as you said, I suspend a lot of disbelief. Even yeah. mm-hmm. even watching it again, I'm just like I, and maybe it's that child in me going like I'm just a, I I like how it happens. Yeah. yeah. Like, he has to be lost in New York somehow. Yeah. yeah. I don't it's, want it to be yeah. a realistic thing because that makes me... Yeah. Yeah, I just... I'm along it's, for it. It's, 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 a, it's, an, it's enough. It's, mm-hmm. like, enough for you to believe it all. Yeah. And, 
and to get it. And yeah. it's not it's not too wacky, but it's also not like too I don't know what would be too realistic. I don't even know what yeah. that circumstance would be. Yeah, it's not realistic. The bandits just to, like take them back to New York. Like, yeah, maybe actually that probably would have been something like too wacky. Like maybe yeah. like two rows behind the wet bandits are like, oh, you know, we <laughs> we just hey mob, we just busted out now we're heading to They're New York. Luggage. You know, yeah, like like that, like that would have been too much. I also that was one of the drafts actually. Like they <laughs> in my mind, I know they're like little yeah. like musical theme song like ba na 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 I am think I'm now picturing Kevin the seat pan to like the seat right behind him. It's the wet band. Right, yeah. <laughs> All right, Mark, here we go <laughs> with the music. I'm picturing that. That would be amazing if that happened. I would love that because even like you notice the truck they are hiding in almost runs over Kevin. Like they don't. Oh my god. They almost run into each other a couple times. It is a small city. Yeah. Kevin's not here. 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 What? I love the montage. Where he's like exploring New York City. That's like yeah. a classic movie sequence. That that's a famous movie sequence. Yes. When we watched it, we kind of didn't we this movie journey, like travel his journey. He's going all over oh, New York. Well, yeah. The way I put it, he is like a ping pong around <laughs> yeah. uh, oh, for sure. and yeah. a pinball uh, going around because he is like he's in um, Rockefeller Center. Yeah. Then he's at like. Chinatown, then yep. he's in like uh, Battery Park World Trade Center, then he goes back up to like the Plaza Hotel, which right. is at Central Park. Like, this movie definitely does not know Manhattan geography, but then again, only New Yorkers I'll would allow know that. If, yeah, you're from, allow if you've never been to New York, then it's like, oh, I guess, you know, yeah, sure. Yeah, you assume that like New York is maybe like 20 feet big and everything <laughs> you is You can walk the whole island in a couple hours. Yeah. yeah. Which is so, for those listening who are not from New York, Don't it do definitely that. doesn't work like that. No. There's a lot of painful subway rides in between a lot of those I wouldn't be surprised if there's a Home Alone, a Home Alone tour. Like, <laughs> it takes you, doesn't that, that it? That an all-day tour. Not for nothing, not Christmas. That actually wouldn't even be so bad for people who really want to explore the city. You I hire actors. To, to <laughs> right. Like, like you the, pull the, up the bird woman, like, comes out. Oh, my God. <laughs> Duncan is like, You have, like, Beanie Baby Pigeons. <laughs> right. You get that guy on the, the Santa on the stilts, has to be. That was that was so funny. Now it's Actually, just like I would go on that. I it's like a poor looking Minnie Mouse, like with mm-hmm. you know her face is half out because she's counting her money. That's that's and a fanny we, pack. Yeah, like that's where that would be replaced. Yeah, you get like, those crappy Times Square people now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So that would be Marvin. That would they would be like they would be some. They oh, would. They totally would. Harry Marvel. Now I'm picturing them just popping out of every conceivable corner of New York City right, with like, their theme song, like Harry <laughs> Marvel. <laughs> Like, no matter where you go, they, like, wherever it's, Kevin is, they are always, like, right nearby. It's like, it's like, hey, Harry, I'm Batman. No, Mom, you're Spider-Man. Shut up. You know? Like, just like, then you see a no, I'm Spider-Man. You're right. No, I'm Spider-Man. <laughs> Did you guys notice that Marv in this movie is way stupider than he is in yeah, the first Yeah, they, oh, they dumped yeah, him down, they dumped down, 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 down yeah. He can't even spell the word sticky. Yeah, that's right. Oh, dude. He is, like, mentally handicapped. What happened to his hand again? 
he he just wrapped it in tape because he's the yeah because he wanted that oh yeah, that's right that I, I, I and mean, then Harry's hand was was burned I think from the last movie oh I thought it was cool that shot when yeah. he grabs him to get the throwback to the first yeah one. you could that's you right can see, he recognizes him. and they run into the same woman who he harassed yes like, again, like, 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 again totally happens in New York City like the, the same cities in the world all the time <laughs> yeah this so when he gets to the Plaza Hotel so, so now we're in Act Two right right, yeah. right. Act One and you would say as soon as he gets to New York that's that's right, the that's end Act one, yeah. Act two, like Just, starts with him exploring. And this is a long Act two, I yeah. think. That's really. the meat of the movie. You yeah, know, it should be. Someone even call the the like when he's in the house doing it all again. That's even maybe still part of Act two as well. Um, I don't know. It depends. Well, I, I would say that like um, this is this is a topic of serious discussion. <laughs> when does Act two end? Be a song song line line on the phone right now. <laughs> You're going to build a wall between Acts 2 and 3. <laughs> yeah. All right, I'm just kidding. No, no politics on this podcast. So, although we do, we should... I, no, not on a word. All right. All right. All right. Not a word. Okay, so um, we get to the hotel, and I, you know, I, another quotable scene where he's like doing the slow voice, and he gets the woman... On the phone, who that I was guess, funny. just I don't know how she believes that's a person, but yeah, like, hi, this is Mr. McAllister. <laughs> right, yeah. I'm, I'm this is Mr. McAllister, the father. I love that. There is I was when I used to work at a Trader Joe's, I was telling someone about how much I love that line, and uh, like a few days later, I had to call the store about something. Like I was gonna be late to work or something, and I got that guy on the line. He goes, "Hi, this is," and it was his name, and I just immediately went. This is Mr. McAllister, the fall. <laughs> <laughs> I've never been more proud of like a prank call. In my life. And he immediately knew it was me and left. There's a little tidbit there. Home Alone 2 applies to real life situations. Certainly. Uh, so I, you I run into Tim Curry in hotels like all the time. Oh, I find. I think that's one of his like top like. Oh, I love Tim Curry. He, he's brilliant. Like he is in everything. Yeah. And he makes every movie better. He Another really reason this is better than the first one. It has Tim Curry <laughs> in it. That's why. He's so great in this. Um, I love a uh, uh, later in the act when he's when the, you know they're doing the the whole shooting thing mm-hmm. and he jumps down and he's like there's someone crazy with a gun you know and he's like army oh, yeah. crawling away I still have hysterically that's a great, that's a great I yeah. love when they look at the guard like uh, you're yeah, Cliff you're switching Cliff yeah right yeah. it's not true <laughs> that whole sequence that, I'm still laughing every if, time if you if you ask anyone who hasn't seen that movie in a long time and you say something like yeah, Merry Christmas you felt the animal that's probably yeah. the part that people are going to remember yeah, the most that'll jog their memory and that, sure. that hasn't aged in the slightest that's still that's still hysterical I, that I, I sequence. Be, everything that old guy in the movie is saying I love like I believe you but my Tommy gun don't yeah you're right <laughs> <laughs> that's so great and then they totally buy it I, I thought that was a real movie for the longest time. Me too. Uh, and then it, rewatching, like, you could tell. I th- I think I should yeah. have written it down, but the, in the Home Alone one, he was watching like the first version of that movie yeah. called like Them Ugly Saints. Yeah. And, or Them Them Dirty Saints. And in this movie, they titled it the Them Dirtier Saints. Yeah, yeah. Like that. <laughs> I like that. That's pretty good. Yeah, everything in the hotel is funny. Like that's why it's more interesting than when he's at home. He's kind of getting some more hijinks now. Right. The whole um, Rob Schneider gag with the, the Rob Schneider too. Rob Schneider's good in this movie. Rob Schneider great. works well. I guess. Cast is top notch in this movie. This is Rob Schneider's best film. <laughs> I <laughs> have no idea. Home Alone Two is up here, and then everything else is down. Right, there. right next to Home Alone Two is Norm of the North with Rob Schneider. <laughs> I just said. <laughs> I'm, I'm totally, oh wait, wait! I'm totally being sarcastic. North. I thought you were talking about North. No, no, no. Uh, the, uh, the you were looking at me like, are you serious? North 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 North? North? Or, or, <laughs> oh, what? I do have a soft spot to say for the hot chick. 
Stupid movie. Oh. I give that movie like a zero percent, but I'll watch it. <laughs> that's, uh, that's another episode waiting yeah. to happen. <laughs> exactly. Let's say that for next season. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, even yeah, they bring back the uncle singing with the Bozo the Clown yes. thing, and I think Keith, that is your favorite scene. I love it. You imitate that all the time with the balloon doing the weird arm movement. Yeah, it's like robot looking thing. Like Kevin is like he should be like a puppeteer when he grows up <laughs> because he, he is manipulating. That. This balloon clown thing, like, I don't know how it works. I hope he got into a good college. I think he deserved, like, he is a smart kid. He should be, like, an engineer or something with those traps. <laughs> Seriously. He yeah. knows how to draw floor plans. Like, yeah. he's pretty good. Uh, so, yeah, this is just, there's more of an adventure, I would say, in this movie. Yeah, this definitely, I think that where the first one, I mean, the novelty of the first movie, right, no one ever really saw like this unless you saw a cartoon, where you, it's essentially this kid just playing prank after prank after prank. And I think... Um, this movie, I guess, it, it follows the golden rule of sequels, right? Which is to raise the stakes in, yeah. in every possible way. Absolutely. Bigger city, you know, uh, big, he meets, you know, more people, encounters new people. And um, this is, again, to, to add to the runtime, it's a lot of sentimentality that's kind yes. of built in. Like, okay, we understand you like these characters now. Well, now you're going to love them because, you know, Kevin buys the turtle doves and he's oh, a good yeah. guy and... Even, even like, I think, like, Catherine O'Hara gives a really terrific performance I think in this she's too. great as the mom. You I know, think she, she's a relatable mom. Like, yeah. You know, she's kind of like the every great mom, you know? In, 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 in an era where, like, usually the moms were very cookie-cutter, where they just essentially answered to the dads and, like, the dad like the dad relationship was explored more, she's she's definitely... like She's, she's a heart. Like, she's a heart. Yeah. And she's got an edge to her, too. She, oh. you know, she gets angry. She, yeah. you know, she, she blows up. Out she out to the hotel staff. Yeah. Oh, and another great sequence, the Kevin's Not Here sequence, Kevin's when they realize here. he's yeah, not I there. I love that. That, again, it's is... Very cartoony. The music builds yeah. up that scene so well, because you just are anticipating yep. this reaction. Like, the tension is there, and you just cannot wait for him to find out it's happened again. Yeah. And the reaction is perfect. Yep. I yep. love her screaming. Her, like, it's so funny. Looks right I think the, camera, shot, right? the shot where uh, Kieran Culkin, like, turns with the bag, and just, like, the close-up <laughs> yep. of the two old people, like, <laughs> what? Yeah, right? Kevin's not here. Kevin's not here. <laughs> like, I just, it, it's a funny, it's a funny scene. Even, like, yeah, it's... It's not overly cartoony, but it's just the right. music, it, the, yeah. the shot it's, itself. It's something we don't see in today's comedies. It's the the humor now is more sarcastic. It's more tongue in cheek. It's more like usually you exploit like the awkwardness of situations mm-hmm. as opposed to like I mean that's a bit right. The yeah. give this to Kevin, give this to Kevin. You set it all up. Kevin's on here, Kevin's on here. Like but it's that. Character it based. takes right, and it takes time to set up. Mm-hmm. And those punchlines, which which again are same thing with the pranks in this movie. Is it's a lot of people. I feel like people don't have the patience to wait for a joke set up anymore, mm. unless it. I don't know. Unless you're watching like stand-up comedy or something. But in movies, yeah. like the humor, com- it doesn't come in the slapstick as much anymore. I agree. We I did think... go away from that a yeah. little bit. Yeah. I mean, yeah. What makes these jokes so funny is because you do know the characters. So it's not exactly what is happening, but who it's happening to. True. Yeah. So it's funny because we know Cameron's mom, and we know she has a bit of that edge to her, yeah. and we know that she's gonna flip out. Yeah. So that's why it's funny. Even like. You know, with the traps, you've come to, like, love to hate the sticky bandits. Right. So it's funny when they, you know, they had bricks thrown on them or something. Of like, course, yeah. they, You can't just throw a brick at anyone and it's funny. It's only funny when you throw a brick yes. at Harry and Mark. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Maybe, like, what, four or five times, too? Yeah. <laughs> and again, good. with that, you know, you brought up The Hangover before, I feel like The Hangover has started comedies where it's more about the situations than the characters. Yeah. Here, you know, you still, it's still about the characters. That's yeah. why... You know, that's why I think it works. 
We are. To show our appreciation for your generosity, I'm going to let you select an object from that tree that you can take home with you. Free? We? May I make a suggestion? Okay. Take the turtle doves. I could have two? Well, two turtle doves. And I tell you what you do. You keep one, and you give the other one to a very special person. You see, turtle doves are a symbol of friendship and love. Now, as long as each of you have your turtle dove, you'll be friends forever. You know, we mentioned it does get a little slow in yeah. this second act. And one of those scenes is the toy store scene when he's talking to the toy yeah. store, Mr. Duncan. Mm -hmm. And that, I think, for them is their Shirley Temple scene. Yeah. It kind of has like a glow to it, mm -hmm. the shot. And he's talking like in a very overly sweet manner, which I found kind of yeah. out of character for Kevin. And it's just supposed to be like a cute little like cutesy it's, scene. It's like a hammering where it's just like, hey guys, this is the theme of the movie. Yeah, like, yeah. That's what that whole scene I'm shouts. A good guy. Here's a 20. Right, yeah, yeah right. This turtle done to something will be friends yeah. forever. I wonder if he ever talked to that pigeon lady again. Like, <laughs> probably not. <laughs> no also, also uh, uh, Mr. Duncan does this thing where. When Kevin walks away and looks back, he's gone. He's under the counter, right? It's like James Franco in Spider-Man 3. Right. Did he, they have to do that in this movie they, and just make him like, 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 he's like, like a god ghost. or something? Yeah. He's like a ghost, apparently. I hate that trope. Yeah. I hate he, that like, trope. Like, you look and oh, littered throughout movies of this era, too. Yeah. yeah right. it, 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 it's and just of course, like, the, and then everything's a music cue, too, so it's, you know, it's, mm. it's yeah, yeah, it repeats itself. I see that a lot of times. I still don't have, like, I'm okay with, because I know what's come before that scene and yeah. what comes after it in sure. terms right. of like okay I guess you need this scene just to yeah I sat through it as a tug on my heartstrings right he did exactly job. right he did a good job. nowadays like I might fast forward to that scene to be frank but back in the day and, I sat through it and you know yeah. I, I was able to get through it but nowadays and for me that's it's it stalls yeah. and I'm like alright this is not the strength of the movie right Go, now. going back to a point you made earlier about Macaulay Culkin when he's you know when he's like the, the mischievous guy and like playing pranks he's perfectly cast he, he's wonderful these sentimental scenes I think Part of the reason why it's slow is because it's not particularly well acted by Macaulay Culkin. I agree. Uh, it's very much like line reading. Macaulay Culkin has this delivery that's not really animated at all, and he just kind of talks a little bit fast, a little bit slow, and then does a thing where he lifts his eyebrows, and like it's yeah, it's like the same no matter rehearsed. what he's talking about. It's it's rehearsed. He kind of he's I feel like he's over enunciating like. My mother gave me this cash. Yeah. And I was going to waste it on candy and rot my teeth. Right, and yeah. Like, oh, that's not, I know. Sounds you, like you're doing a speech exercise. <laughs> like, my mother gave which, me cash, which I bought coupons. Yeah, with the yeah. Like, it's like, he, he, he just goes through the lines, which, to someone who would defend that, is, okay, I mean, what kid is going to understand the gravity of what he's saying yeah, like that? Yeah. Kids don't really talk with, like, well, you know, they, they don't. They don't have this, this, yeah, this I'm more, I'm them. like, okay, this is the puppy dog. He gives, like, yeah, one puppy right. dog I've seen. Yeah, exactly. and I just, I, you're probably right. I would, I imagine the critics saw this, and because they're older, they're just like, yeah, like, yeah, I don't like, they, um, they yeah. come on, they, like, yeah. lower the score, like, they're hitting the negative right. buttons. Like, I, I can see, now that we're adults and we're saying this, yeah. I imagine the adults seeing it at the time were like, uh they, yeah. they know they know the machine. They know, like, okay, well, this part's going to be heartwarming. This one's going to be wacky. And, like, it's yeah. almost like someone operating this film, uh -huh. you know, yeah. that, that, like, you just, you hit 
so many buttons that it's like it is a very neat film like i said mm-hmm. you know not, not a lot of loose ends that are left i don't think any really yeah um so so this is not a movie that that really made critics probably think a whole lot no. probably checking their watches like you know an hour and 10 minutes because i think the first time they he meets with the sticky bandits doesn't come until close to an hour into the film. It's right after that scene. Yeah, it's, it's when they the see midpoint. <laughs> you know? Yeah, which, exactly. you, which if you think about it, most audiences and I guess most critics who like the first one, that's kind of what you're that's what you're watching this movie for. They probably saw that in a lot of the trailers too. I imagine yeah. where it's like you know they're selling the traps again because that's what people love right. so much about the first one. Yeah, and you're right, like. It's halfway through the movie, and we still haven't even had an encounter yet. Yeah, really. Characters. Yeah. Um, but then you know, kill this kid. They were good. It, it's like like dark. this movie. They even say, like, if, like we're gonna like." If Harry had a gun the entire time, I'm not advocating it's good to shoot a kid, but like he just he lets him he lets Kevin get away with so much when yeah. I, like you know like even he's like let's take a walk in the park and it just like grabs him by the arm. It's like I'm gonna pull the gun out a little bit and like yeah. you know like, he doesn't realize until afterwards that PG movie, even, but like yeah, you only show the gun for I'm so cool. long. It's a right. PG movie, but they're like I'm gonna kill you. Kid. Oh yeah, they're, like, they're right. constantly saying like even as yeah, quick fast forward to the third act before we uh-huh. we um, hold on here, but. He even says, like, he's shouting to the roof where Kevin is, like, I have half a mind to shoot you in the head. Yeah, right. It's yeah. Like, no Nobody. Is that just New York? There's <laughs> another guy it. threatening a kid. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, the, the pigeon lady, it, she meets her in the second act. It's the same thing with the shovel man. Uh, I would say. Scared. You're scared. You're all right. Right. It's the exact same thing. And I would say that's the only thing that is not as good. I do say Shovel Man is superior to Pigeon Lady. <laughs> to Pigeon Lady. Sorry, sorry, Pigeon Lady. You know what I realized this time around? I'm like, who is this person? Yeah. I've never seen her before or after. This actress? She, she's an actress. Yeah, the actress. She won she's an a, Oscar. For oh, what? For what? For my left foot. What the heck wow. is that? It's the one that she was the foot. Yeah. <laughs> uh, That's the one where the, the, the it's it's someone who's someone who only communicate by typing with right? Do you do you actually know that? I have no idea what that's, this is. That's a real that's a real movie. It's Daniel Day Lewis for yes. the Oscar. It's an Irish movie. She's yeah, an Irish okay. actors. But it's, she's it. but, but he can only communicate by by typing with his left foot. I think he writes poetry with his feet. Yeah, but he can't foot. talk um, or like. That's nice, I don't know if you know if he move his arms or. It's anything. a famous like Daniel Day Lewis. Yeah, movie. like it <laughs> is it is a very famous <laughs> film, but like, but she was the, she was the foot. <laughs> she was cut. She was the right foot. Uh, <laughs> like, oh, oh, oh gosh, this woman is an yeah. Oscar winning actress. Yeah. yeah, I've never heard of her before. Never heard of her after. I still don't know her name. She was in um another. Movie of this era, Angels in the Outfield. Do you remember? She was that? in that. Yeah, she plays the um. The foot. <laughs> she plays the foot. Danny <laughs> Clever. The storm foot. Danny Clever. You know. They talk about typecast. She, she plays um the like the owner of the um. I want to say halfway house. That's not the right word. The house where the kids live. Boarding house. Oh, yeah. orphanage. <laughs> yes, the or the, yeah the orphanage. She takes care of of Joseph Gordon Levitt and his friend. Okay. Um, and she has like that speech in that movie about like, well, if you you know, if the players can pray to God, why can't they believe in angels? And she like she gives, oh, she was a very uh you know what's supposed to be a moving speech, but again it's it's, it's very it's a, it's a little hokey. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I agree you know, with for, you that, that shovel guy but, has more to that his story yeah. than pigeon lady. Pigeon yeah. lady, but I it's something like the dove. Like I knew the doves were coming. Of course, oh, yeah. yeah. And he up. just kind of runs. And I know this is the third act. Yeah. But 
he leaves his apartment random, like, where the hell is Kevin? Oh, when, when they're opening to, gifts, when right? opening gifts. Yeah. Like, where the hell is Kevin to and give the dubs? 20 so, seconds, you know. Also, also he's like... lost again. Yeah. He's always getting lost. I imagine the third movie, Lost in New York, again. Again. Um, so, uh, the, the pigeon lady scene, that's, I would say, the second scene. Where, like, they're in, they're above, what, Carnegie Hall is where they're above? Yes. So, right, yeah. Yeah, and they're talking, and I'm like, yeah, it didn't take much for this lady to kind of spill her whole life story to this kid. Yeah. And uh, I just, I don't know, I, I don't really Which, think I was buying, I think she acted it as best she could, but yeah. it was just this whole thing about, you know, I had a family, the man I love left me, I'm afraid to love, and that's yeah, it. Yeah, it wasn't really interesting. No, it was so generic. It was just, or yeah, there wasn't much to it. I'm like, I don't understand this pigeon lady. And the lesson like, was like, don't, like, don't not follow your heart, or like, your heart has been hurt, but don't ignore it or something? It's like, it's okay to love, it's okay to have your heart broken, because you, it's better to love than to not love at all. Yeah. That kind of thing. It's like, she's afraid of getting hurt again. But it's like, don't be afraid to get hurt because it's better than it's than nice. It's better than being freaking homeless. Being a pigeon lady. One of the, one lady. Of the many lessons of this movie. <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah. Many Talk about someone who needs to be home alone. Yeah. You know. You can't be home alone if you don't have a home. Get this woman home. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Uh, I mean, I feel bad that she's still a homeless pigeon lady at the end. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, she gives. They should have invited her in. Kevin gives her a turtle dove. Maybe he should have given her like. It's like, money hey, you must be freezing cold because it's fresh snow on the ground. We're staying at a hotel that costs. That must not be. I, that's, that's an expensive hotel. Expensive hotel. In the prices in 1992, he spent. All, I say this only a thousand dollars on room service. That's considering like considering all like that he six did. Or 7, yeah, now. like that seems. And he was there for two days. Yeah, he was there for two days, and he was ordering. I mean, he, he ordered everything, absolutely everything. It's wish yeah. fulfillment. Like, like the second act but, was like, if you're you you got New York, of course, stuff, yeah, limo and pizza. My yeah. heart, my heart, my adult heart sank when he opens the cabinet and there's all sweets and I'm like, oh my god, you touch those and that's like six ninety five for a cookie. Like, don't, Kevin, don't you know that? You know. And in today's, they have like the marker. On yeah, it, right. Like, and he but, just yeah, but nowadays, all. as well as a kid, then that's right. like the adult. And he was like. That's so expensive. As a kid, it's like gimme, gimme, gimme. Right, yeah. All this. That's... Part of me wishes a uh, this is this fan fiction for Home Alone too. Uh, here we go. He so so he invites the bird lady back to their very nice hotel. She has dinner and all that. Then like an epilogue happens where her and Uncle Frank are in the shower. And so it's like, oh, oh Kevin, I'll slap you silly and come back around here. And then it finds out they fall in love. And you know, to have it ever after. Well, who's the one? Oh, he is. What's yeah. the? Isn't wasn't one of them? Who was in the shower? That was the same guy. He was Uncle uh, Frank is in the shower, but well, he's, he's married. He's... I'll have you know that in one of the drafts, <laughs> Frank does fall in love. No, with I want him. I want the other. Well, who's the aunt? Then she gets no screen time. She's very forgettable. She has no screen time. She just knows what seven plus seven equals. Fourteen. Yes. Yes. That's. That's right. I know the most like obscure lines from this movie. That that's what I want to see. I want to see a shower scene between Pigeon Lady and Uncle Frank. I'm that's, sure it's that's the big table. I mean, hey, you know, all throw the bird seat up in the air, right? <laughs> <laughs> that was a good. Yeah, throw all the bird seat at them and. Uh, oh yeah, the bandits. <laughs> yeah, it's like her pigeon army. I'm trying to think what uh, else happens so, in the second act. Yeah. So so, yeah, so after that encounter. Before we move on to the third act, because I yeah. feel like once he resolves. 
to like stop the sticky yeah. bandits. That's where the third act takes off. But yeah, and yeah, if there's any other scenes in the second act. I mean, everything it's, about this second act is like a kid fantasy. Like uh, the shot of the pizza and the limousine. Yes, you know, right. That shot of the candy or the ice cream. Uh-huh. And that's why we loved it. That's why and we loved it. Yeah, that's what, yeah. And that's fulfillment. That's why I guess like you were saying. Yeah. All adult critics, you know, it's it's like all right, we get it. This is a kid fantasy, and I guess they weren't able to kind of appreciate yeah. that sort of like feeling of. Like, man, like, if I had a hotel to myself and I was 10 years yeah. old, like, I'd go crazy. Right, right. You know? And and the second act, too, was, it also, strangely enough, is more set up because now it's, the McAllisters are now, how do we find Kevin? Okay, mm-hmm. we have to talk to this police officer. Oh, I okay, like we have to the credit cards, right? Yeah. And then even the wet, the wet bandits are, you know, they're, they're planning, who would be dumb enough to rob a toy store on I know who with the parents. With the parents, though, they had to add more scenes because in the first time they did it, one of the criticisms was like the parents don't really care right. that much, yeah. and, and you can get a sense of that, like on oh. the first movie, yeah, right. no, no, in the second, like they on the first cut, of in this. the first cut of this movie, oh. they had to reshoot. They, they had to add more scenes to show like Catherine O'Hara being more wor- like you have to yeah. be more what? worried, yeah, especially like, if it's happened a second time. Yeah. You're exactly. a little less Please forgiving. Count That's like, why she screams and faints. Yeah, the cop yeah. is like, you guys are pretty bad. Put a leash on this kid. That cop, yeah, that cop actor has a great look on his face when they're like almost joking about it. He's just yeah. kind of like, what is wrong with you people? <laughs> And no. Miami turns out to be a dud. Oh, yeah. yes. That's, That's some nice karma for the family, yeah. I think, really. Another movie, I feel like I know at least one other movie that uses that version of It's the Most Wonderful yes. Time of the Year, ironically, to show oh. about, like, like there's something crappy. It's something crappy happening uh-huh. around the holidays, but they're playing that song just as kind of yeah. an irony. Like, it's not really, right? I mean, right, really yeah. It's Krampus. <laughs> The, Jingle All the Way. Jingle All the Way does that. Like it, it's the Did most it, Jingle All the Way does that? It's the most yeah. ironic. When they throw up the bouncy cr- balls and are all fighting oh, for the bouncy yeah. balls. It's the most wonderful <laughs> time. Yeah. You get that a few times. It's like a Christmas cliche, I guess. Yeah. Um, but this movie started it. Sonny! Yes! Nothing would thrill me more greatly than to shoot you. Knocking off a youngster ain't gonna mean all that much to me. Understand? But since we're in a hurry, I'll make a deal with you. You throw down your camera, and we won't hurt you. You'll never hear from us again. Okay? You promise? I cross my heart and hope to die. Okay. Okay, kid. Give it to me. So, so they set up. Then, like it, that's that's I think with this act, it's a lot of setting up. You know, the next things in motion, and then these plotting sentimental scenes yeah. that are still nice. And maybe if it's you know that that time of year, you're in the mood for it. It, it sure. feels nice and fuzzy. The Christmas fuzz. You can kind of see it. Right. Like, like you could you could forgive it. You say, oh well, that's nice. Turtle doves. Um, yeah. But but again, in a movie that's two hours long, it really you could it's it's really stretching. A yeah. Lot of things. Especially when you watch it over and over again, like me. Yes. I watch it at least three times a year. Yeah. <laughs> I've seen this movie at least twenty times. And especially if you're watching it like on TV, where they I wish I hate I hate watching movies on TV. I don't think many people do it anymore because everything's streaming. But like sure. they pigeonhole commercials. Again, no pun intended. Oh yeah. <laughs> It's like these the that. weirdest moments. So this yeah, honestly, yeah. this movie probably runs close to three hours 
on TV yeah. with commercials and yeah, everything. They, which they drag it out. You're gonna yeah. you're gonna lose people here. ABC Family. I mean, easy, easy day for scheduling, but you know, <laughs> you only have to schedule three movies playing in your afternoon. You write them a letter, right? It's just like we're hey, not ABC Family. Home Alone <laughs> One is like what an hour forty five, so they could stress that to two and a half, yeah, and then yeah. yeah. So it's, I mean, this they, is I think, this is not the scheduling podcast. I think well, I think they that. did. We'll do uh, that next. Yeah, yeah. No, that could be one. I think they did make because they made Home Alone three. But then I think they made Home Alone 4 as a straight-to-TV movie. Yes, they did, yeah. But what I think was ABC Family at the time. I feel like they still go on. Like, there might be a fifth there's one. There's probably other, like, spin-offs. I think, what if they made, like, ten of them? We just, like, they're in a bunker you somewhere. Sat, Kimmy, well, you guys, we, we, can we, I uh, just get, take a quick look? Uh, would you guys be okay <laughs> in this age of reboots? And uh, would you be okay with, like, like a Home Macaulay Culkin now... It's like uh, Catherine oh, O'Hara. Like, like, can you watch the house for us? Didn't they do like a parody, like uh, like with him, like growing up recreating the scenes? Like, for, like they Google. did. It was yeah. A Google commercial. Yeah. I was just about to say, could you? Is this would be such the 2019 thing to do is to have Macaulay Culkin play the new dad or playing Kevin, like playing himself as Kevin as. A dad, and then like his son now goes Home to the Alone same Junior. <laughs> Joe Pesci's like, in like a wheelchair. <laughs> no, it's Joe Pesci's kid. It's Joe. Oh my god. Oh my god, that's right. It's like taking after Josh Gad. When Josh Dad died, he left me this legacy. You know, like he, he was born with the same M on his. We're the sticky abandoned. Listen, if if Scorsese got him to do the Irishman, you know, maybe people could get the Pesci out of retirement. You see, it's like the the scene opens, the, the movie opens up with like Marv. Like a head, there's like a head injury, and he's just like, you know, we gotta get revenge on the boy who did this to our father. <laughs> like, Bring just like, like, plug like, on him. like, you know, he can't be a vegetable for. Yeah, Marv, Marv would be like seen out from all those hits to the head. They'd be dead or dying. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. There's plenty of uh, YouTube videos oh of doctors assessing like the damage. Um, Why did they do that? Of course, like they get like real doctors to be like, "You're gonna die." Like, we know, what? yeah, we know that. Like that I, would they get lawyers to be like, "This is not real." It's like, no, of course not. It's fiction. Yeah. <laughs> it's Kevin would go to jail. Like, yeah, no kidding. Yeah. I can tell you this: the last Home Alone movie that was released was in 2012, and it was called really? Home Alone Holiday Heist, and uh, it featured. I'm looking at the information, but it features a a female kid. Oh, I don't like that. So yeah, right. The <laughs> Kevet McAllister. I I think that everything Kevin, after Kevina two Kevina. at least at least was a uh, I think it was non Kevin. It was another character. That was her name. Well, non Kevin. Non Kevin. I happen to Girl just Kevin. as an aside. I know you guys can't see our computers. But I happen to click on Home Alone three. And Google lists it, funny enough, as a crime action movie. Oh, wow. <laughs> no, the third one. Featuring a young Scarlett Johansson. Yes. Now, okay, here's the thing with Home Alone 3. I was too young when Home Alone... I wasn't even born when Home Alone 1 came out, okay? Mm-hmm. And Home Alone 2, I was just a baby. So I was too young to watch these movies when they first right. came out. I was the right age when Home Alone 3 came out. 97. So I yep. saw that movie first. I used to watch Home Alone 3 all the time, having never seen really? the first two. Then I saw the second one, loved it, saw the first one, and just went back to the second one. Yeah, right? Of course. Yeah. Down your Home Alone 3 posters. Which like, is this the, is a lie. It's the second movie, or it's one of two movie trilogies I, just through circumstance, watched backwards. What's the first one? The Evil Dead. Oh, yeah. <laughs> totally, totally different. Very similar. Two, yeah. Wait, Wait, you weren't kidding. Scarlett Johansson isn't Home Alone 3. Yeah. I, didn't know, I had no idea. She's totally in it. Yeah. Also, the kid from Max Keeble's Big Move is the main kid. Yeah, Max and Keeble. Gilbert, right. Gilbert uh, no, no, not Gilbert. French Stewart. <laughs> French Stewart. Uh, he's the thief. No, it's four thieves. That's the thing with Home Alone 3, I must say, is, yeah, crime action, because that movie 
is even more ridiculous because it involves like spies and terrorism. <laughs> like the reason oh. they're trying to break in, it's like four spies. They're trying to break into this kid's house because he doesn't realize he has um, a a toy car. I thought you were gonna say bomb. Yeah. Well, he has a toy. The way you're holding your hands right now. <laughs> he has a toy car that he doesn't realize has a computer chip in it, uh, which is the programming for a, a weapon of mass destruction. <laughs> they got lucky with this movie. Like, I'm happy. This is riding the line between they, the first they, one and now. This was that, that era, too, where, like, people didn't know anything about computers. So they were just like, oh, well, this computer chip does this. It's like <laughs> yeah. everyone just buys into it. Well, the city, okay. Yeah, Hack, it's like that's were so cool. not... Yeah, yeah right. Hackers were cool. So yeah, the third one really went insane. Uh, uh, but, but the second one... Yeah, getting back to two. Two is the one we're watching, okay? So two... Uh, so we're, I think... If there's, I think we can move on to the third act. Yeah, right. The, the, the last leg. This is yeah. where I think the critics do a sharp dive. Yes, especially I know like Roger Ebert, for example, we quote him a lot on the show, but he was very critical of like the the violence in this uh, yeah. sequence, and I guess. I can understand if it's a little jarring for real people to get bricks thrown on them and yeah. whatever is happening. But again, like it kind of is a real life cartoon. Right. Us kids are the, the, us kids are along for the ride. Right. I think as a kid, I kind of understood like this is not real. Like you can't right. really electrocute someone or drop an anvil on their head or something <laughs> and they'll like survive. Like I well, know it's, it's, it's not real. It's all in the reaction, right? So like we. Because I, I saw that, too. The, I heard the biggest criticism of this movie was the violence. And you think, like, okay, like, yeah, there's... Yeah, getting hit with multiple wrenches in the yeah. head, that's going to hurt. But it's all in the reaction, right? Like, when, totally... when when Wile E. Coyote gets smacked by, like, an anvil, you know, he accordions up and walks away. Yeah, that's... And that's kind of what... Again, I'm going to say Chuck Jones a lot in this podcast. But Chuck that's, Jones, that's my what favorite I see. Looney Tunes director. Yeah, seriously, that's, that's what it is. And, like, Joe Pesci... Not, I, I think the biggest example of that is when Joe Pesci's head's on fire. Yeah. yeah. He oh. dunks his head in the toilet of gasoline and then comes up and of course his face is smoky and like you yeah, know his his hat's been crappy. blown yeah. yeah and his hat's blown up that right if you you see that and you're like okay this is clearly not real because he would be dead his head would be <laughs> gone know? well the skeleton right. part too is oh, a clear right. example of right. being true. a cartoon yes, and I'm like you're, right. you're not along for this right. you're so not, preposterous like, like of right, course right. it's not real uh, but I do what want... a great gag though so that's why that's part of why I, I love this it. movie I like so it. much I would I would getting an actual like not you know of course pre CGI yeah. like just like an actual a skeleton, skeleton. <laughs> that was moving its mouth and screaming too the afro yeah like that was <laughs> I also, that's the scene that turned right, right yeah, that, that's yeah the where it's like this is right. so ridiculous yeah. even um, though the scene you mentioned though when he puts his head in the toilet there is like a few seconds of Joe Pesci casually walking around with his head on fire yeah yes, right I would, if I was the director I would have had like 10 seconds of that like, right I, yeah I just want like I'd like maybe like a gif of that image of Joe Pesci be like hmm, yeah especially like Joe, Joe himself like and you know not a double or anything because honestly I mean, something, goes, something goes wrong you know and that fire goes somewhere it doesn't need to be yeah. I, mean, I don't know what that beanie was was made of on his head did he do flip too <laughs> that would be that so really him? Fun. yeah <laughs> that's that where taught him on Goodfellas how to do that that was acrobatic man <laughs> Um, and these guys, I do get a kick out of how they're constantly like, remember last year, but not really learning that, that was funny. I do like, like the stairs scene. They do it again. Yep. Remember last year? But uh -huh. then it's even worse with that dumbbell. <laughs> yeah, right. Like they don't have teeth after that. <laughs> uh, so I think the traps, 
I think the traps are better than the previous season. I, th- I think so, too. I was going to say the previous season. <laughs> season one of <laughs> season Home Alone. Either you're for the violence or you're right. for the cartoon. Right. Right? Like, or you're against the violence or you right. see it as a cartoon. Right. A... Exactly. I don't think... I I mean, personally, I don't think this was way violent. I mean, compared... Again, maybe it's we're numbed tunes. now. Right. It's Looney Tunes. The way that we're numbed in 2019. This was this was 27 years ago. I mean, so even like... as a kid, I would watch, like, Die Hard. And, yeah. you know, like, seeing people get riddled with bullets. And so, right. for me, I'm like... You know, I kind of can tell the difference between, like, kid-friendly violence, I right. guess, and then, like, this more kind of adult, like, serious violence. Yeah, and I, I see kids getting bored by it, honestly. You think so? I, I, I can see kids today oh, not right. knowing, like... Uh, they want just, blood. What we talk, like, right. The whole airplane scene would be completely, yeah. like, how could this happen? Yeah. Uh, I think, unless a kid watched it by Christmas, I do think if you right. watch it around the Christmas season, it uh-huh. goes up 10 points. Whatever you may think of it. Right. To me, it's not Christmas unless I watch oh, it. Unless right. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. This is, to me, like, I have, like, trifecta of Christmas movies I must watch every uh-huh. Christmas year multiple times. It's Home Alone 2, Elf, nice. I must watch Elf a couple times, and A Christmas Story I will watch yeah. multiple times on Christmas Day. Those yeah. are my yep. Do you guys have any other Christmas movies that are up there? For me personally, I know I know some people disagree with me on this, but I love Jim Carrey's Grinch. Uh, um, I will disagree with you on that. That's one that I play a lot, and I'm also a big fan of the uh, the Muppet Christmas Carol. Oh, that's it's, a cute it's, one. It's probably one of my favorite of the Christmas Carol yeah. retellings. Good not that speaking of Jim Carrey, not the Jim Carrey Christmas Carol. That movie blows. Okay. <laughs> I'll let, we'll maybe look into so, that. So, one. so that's so there you go. So I love Grinch, uh, Jim Carrey. I hate Ebenezer Scrooge, Jim Carrey. Oh, fair enough. <laughs> so, so that's the balancing act. But, what about you, Keith? Um, Freddy vs. Jason. No, <laughs> no uh, I'm with you on the Muppet Christmas Carol yeah. and Nightmare Before Christmas. Yeah, yeah, that's and good also one. Christmas Vacation. Uh, oh, that's like a good I one. That, yeah, uh, that's a staple. But I do, uh, just like I love Halloween, my 25 days of Halloween yeah. watching. I do like my 25 days of Christmas Certainly. watching. Like there, so, yeah, like the Grinch. I think we watched that last year, and I. Uh-huh. There is some really good parts to it. There, there is. It's it. it I know Jim Carrey hated it. But well, by like, no means, it's not a perfect movie. It's very uneven. But man, I love Jim Carrey and his like glimpses of brilliance. I just, I mean, I'm in stitches. He's the only reason I think to watch that movie. Yeah. Um, but there was like I had a surreal moment with that movie once. They were playing it at work last year. Uh-huh. It was like an event. Like, come stop by the conference room. We'll be playing it. No one went inside. Wow. And I wa- and it was like it had glass walls. This room, so you I could see from where I was sitting that day, just an empty room that like the Grinch was playing to no one. <laughs> it was like the most sad, violent, like, iconic. It was like one of the most surreal things I ever seen. Um. But so I think uh, this movie kind of is like up there with I'll the most. To, memorable. I have to add this to my list honestly because yeah. rewatching it, I'm saying because I mean no secret I guess from people who've been listening I really I really enjoy this film. Yeah, I, I, think, I think it's I think it's a really really good movie. I think it's yeah. on actually like in terms of Christmas movies. Yeah, it's up there. Uh, yeah, it's on some one of the lists. lists. Like yeah, uh, like a very list. certainly. Yeah, definitely. I'm. I'm you know, it's a must uh, for a lot of people. Clearly not on Rotten Tomatoes list, but no, well, I think you know, I'm sur- I still. I, I, like to think there are, I like to think there are more people like us who like it. I think and so, And maybe, too. if they listen, they should vote on Rotten Tomatoes and bring this up to maybe yeah. a 70. Yeah. Right? I mean, I, there's one sweet sentimental moment that I do think works at the very end when Kevin and his mom are reunited. Yeah. That, I love that moment. Right. Like, the other ones maybe don't work as well, but 
these two characters we've been through for two movies, yeah. and I think that is just a really nice like mother son yeah. scene. Oh yeah, and especially that that like little epiphany she has about like where would he be? Yeah, right. right. And and he's by the Christmas tree, and of course you know Rockefeller. That's probably the best the, place to do the it. The most iconic of the Christmas sites, yeah, certainly yeah. in New York. I think this movie um, totally gets every New York location you would want to get. Yeah, you know through the montage you're at the end. Um, you know, it, I feel like it takes this concept of putting Kevin in New York City and yeah. like taking that concept. Like, I didn't squander its concept. Yeah, definitely. right. Um, and you know, Catherine O'Hara, she has a lot of stuff going for her in this movie. She's funny yeah. when she needs to be funny, mm-hmm. and I think she also is like very sweet when she needs to be. Like, she, yeah, she's terrific. I, she is like um, also a lot of the heart in this movie, yeah. along with like Kevin. She's a great actress, and I hope she is. She yeah. gets like some type of like. A career award on yeah, the line. Right. I watched Beetlejuice the other day, and like oh, she, she also kills yeah. it in that. She, she every role, yeah. She's a comedic gem, I would yeah. say. Yeah, I need to watch uh, Shit's Creek. I've heard great things, but yes. that's a mm-hmm. that's another day. Right. Yeah. I've heard nothing. But, yeah, nothing but good things yeah. about her. And her even the dad, John Hurt, I feel like is very grounded. Like yeah. I totally buy him as this dad. He's, he's such a dad. Like yeah, it's ridiculous right. how much of a dad he is. Like he he is like perfect for the, for these movies. But he's not like this this era too. Like it was always if it wasn't like the workaholic dad, it was the doofy dad that like mm. didn't get anything that happened. Right. But again, this was a realistic dad. A dad that's who's, true. That's oh a good boy, point. I lost he doesn't my wallet. fit into any of those. That's true. Yeah. that's a good point. Yeah, he's not a trope. I feel like he totally gets like the balanced tone of this movie where it's right. like sort of grounded. But then sort of, like, just being in this crazy situation. Right. Like, he kind of... He gets it, basically. Yeah, right. Uh, so, props to him. And then, you know, the other... You don't see as much of the siblings this time around. Mm-hmm. They don't need to be. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm fine with that, Buzz too. gets his, like, thing at the end. Right. Like, hey, Kevin. Yeah. That one kid is about arc, to... I guess... For him, right? I like Buzz in this movie a lot. I wish I had more Buzz because he's like he's a little more. He's like a good adversary for Kevin. He's like he's he's like like, Home Alone three. Yes, more Buzz. (laughs) Home Alone three. Feel the buzz. (laughs) Buzz cut. Buzz cut. He does have a buzz cut. I would have liked maybe like a TV show about these McAllisters. Like there's like a good chemistry going on, like a spinoff. Calling around with the McAllisters. And you know the one kid went on to be in Pete and Pete. This is like right before Pete and Pete started. Who was that? Pete. Oh, Pete. Wait, which I don't the know. The orange hair kid. Oh wow. Oh. The orange. I always forget sibling. how many uh, like siblings and. I just know. I just know what? Danny Tamborelli. That's all. Uh, that's all. I know played his older brother on the show. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well. How's that for a name drop on this podcast? Danny Tamborelli. Danny Tamborelli. Please reach out to us. I will get you out here. Terribly sorry, sir, but I'm afraid you're mistaken. We are looking for a young man. All right. I believe you, but my Tommy gun don't. Get down on your knees and tell me you love me. On your knees? I love you. You gotta do better than that. I love you! Maybe I'm off my hinges, but I believe you. That's why I'm going to let you go. I'm going to give you to the count of three to get your lousy, lying, low-down, four-flushing carcass out my door. One, two...
I mean, is there any other part of this like third act that we want to touch on before we well, wrap up? Well, this, I mean, I it goes without saying, it's a very traditional Christmas movie ending, yeah. happy ending. You know, hey, Kevin, why don't you open up the first yeah, gift for Christmas us? Morning, right. Christmas morning, Christmas presents. A magical, in a magical thing kind of way, too. This is probably one of those few Christmas movies that, like, there's really no, like, Santa magic whatsoever. Yeah, in fact, in the first movie, Kevin's is appointed to learn that there's no Santa. Right. And in this movie, when, like, Kieran Culkin is like, Santa came, he kind of brings that knowledge right. back with him. Right, yeah. And he's like, I don't know if, you know, he's going to It's it's him. That Santa magic, is it's very tiny. You, know, you find out the... Because pre- I was thinking, too, where are these presents from? Then you find out they're from Mr. Duncan. I was like, okay, that makes Mr. sense. Mr. Duncan. Yeah. <laughs> and he's then, a great man. And then that, that final shot where he's, you know, he's hugging the pigeon lady, which is, you know, very... It, it's nice. It checks all the boxes of warm Christmas movie. Yeah. What more do you want, critics? That's all I'm like. Great. What do you want? What do you, and, like, and then it, you've... You, then it, then the comedy comes back. You spent nine hundred sixty-seven dollars on room service, and, and then and he's out, and then he got a beating for that. Right. Yeah. <laughs> they just think Dude, that seemed pretty mad about that. Um, and you know, like I think, like most, this is a good sequel because Kevin mm-hmm. has taken what he's learned from the first movie yes. and applied it to this one. Right. So I like any movie that you know, kind of like throws back to the first one, and it right. also builds on it. Yeah, it of course. It, it improves on... I, I do like this better than the first one, too, yeah. I, I can say. I have, like, a um, personal campaign to convince everyone in the world that Home Alone 2 is the best <laughs> Home Alone movie. And sometimes people I'm look at you. me like I'm crazy, but if I'm, I think I'm starting a wave here. I can't wait to see the reactions to this. Like, <laughs> yeah. People I are think like, we're, well, we're all in agreement that we, like, we think this is a, a solid movie. Maybe not the greatest movie ever, but, like, right. certainly... More warranting of a 32%. I think yes. now that I'm coming up with a score in my head, yeah. and I have a little asterisk next yeah. to okay. it, I think it's so appropriate. Okay. That, uh, that's so, a... I mean, maybe we can move on to that then. I mean, cool. what percentage, again, 32% with critics, 61% with audiences, what percentage would you give this movie? Cool. Uh, I would give it, any other time of the year, I think it's a 78. Okay. But during Christmas time... Uh, Christmas bump? It gets a big Christmas, Christmas bump. bump. It goes to an 88. I did wow. say 10 oh, points. Wow. I, I, oh, yeah. I think it does. Well, there's some, the closer you get to Christmas, maybe it gets higher. Yeah. But a good uh, 78. Christmas peak. I probably would never really watch it. If not, aside, aside from, from yeah. but I wouldn't even even good Christmas movies like Elf. I'm only gonna watch them around Christmas time. Right, yeah. I wouldn't watch sometimes. But, they play Elf in like July on like TBS. I'm do. like, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> yeah. But but I wouldn't like. Just because it's Christmas based, like like I wouldn't knock it a ton, which you're not. You're because you're saying seventy eight to eighty eight. No, you're not knocking it. It's still a flawed movie. But some people might say like, oh well, if it's not Christmas time, like now this movie, like I wouldn't watch. I still think it's funny. Exactly. It's still funny. So what what is your official score then? I mean, Uh, if it's Christmas time when we're releasing this. Then mm-hmm. it's oh, let's go with eighty eight. It's oh. definitely not October right now. <laughs> I'll tell you that much. It is definitely not. I'm gonna fall. Out. It's definitely not, <laughs> not November. <laughs> All right, Johnny, what would be your so? I think for so for for me personally, anything that's like under a fifty is like a movie like a you probably wouldn't watch again, and like yeah. a movie that's didn't really have an impact on you. So needless to say, mm-hmm. way over fifty. I'm I'm kind of in Keith's range. I think I would give it. If I would give it between like a 75 and an 80, I think it's a solid film. It's a movie I would recommend people seeing, yeah. certainly if they haven't seen it before. Um, and a movie that, you know, I, I'm going to make a conscious effort this holiday season oh. to uh, to watch with a little bit more frequency. So oh, I would probably okay. give it, you know what I'll do? I'll give it, I'll give it an 80. Okay, very nice. Um, yeah, I agree. For what this movie is, 
I think it does it very well. Um, and I don't think it's like aiming low and hitting low either. Mm-hmm. I do think that there was like a, some care in this. I mean, Chris Columbus even admitted like they basically made the same movie again, but I, I, I think they elevated it. Yeah. Um, you know, I think as much as I love this movie and I, I Christmas time, I have to watch it. But I probably would be a little lower just because sometimes I like to subtract some points from my nostalgia. It's like I'm trying, I know I'm okay. biased, so I'm trying to just make a biased adjustment. Yeah. So personally, like I love this. It's like in the '90s. But if yeah. I do like an objective thing, I'd give it like a 75. Cool. Okay. Yeah. 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 So I maybe I led down the the primrose path there, like being like, this movie's great. Just <laughs> kidding. I'm giving a lower score. I mean, I mean seventy five is still pretty good. <laughs> yeah, no, I, 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 yeah. It's it's a seventy eight. Yeah. But I think around Christmas time, right? Like, if you're drinking with friends, drinking right. like not even a beer, just a good like oh, you can mix do Christmas drink. Yeah. You can snowing do snowing outside. It's definitely an eighty eight. You're certainly. having fun with the. Band. You can do a drinking game in this movie. I'm sure you can find one. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Every time he uses his stolen credit card. <laughs> <laughs> Every Tim Curry line basically just take a shot. Um, <laughs> Mr. McAllister. So uh, we oh, rated higher than the audience on this, but we did. Yeah. Looks like we're siding with them. Uh, yeah, even though we're si- we're closer to them at least mm-hmm. than the than the critics. So I will then officially decree that we are siding with the audience. So you know, I uh, it's always good to side with the people, especially on Christmas. Yeah. Critics this, are just a bunch of Grinches, I say. This, yeah, this is a movie that you look with a critical eye. There's a lot you can say and think about, but I think to enjoy it for what it is, mm-hmm. which I think some critics need to start doing a little bit more of, mm. and, instead of you know instead of being so nitpicky. I think this yeah. is a very, like I said, a very enjoyable film. Yeah. You know, no one's gonna. If you know what you're getting into, what's funny about this film too, I didn't get to mention. I don't think you even need to see the first Home Alone to really get into it. I know I didn't. I, I know I didn't. I didn't rewatch the first Home Alone before doing this. It's a good double feature. Good double feature. That's and, true. And this is a movie that, again, you know what you're getting into, and 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 if you don't, by the end of it, if you don't have such a good time, then like, then, then maybe you have to start, you know, evaluating yourself <laughs> just a little bit. You yeah. know, what, what this movie's so fun. Even even the audience at 61. I mean, what? More do you it might hopefully, <laughs> hopefully we give it that Christmas bump. Right. I know. Well, um, you know, I, I am happy with this consensus. Uh, thank you, Johnny, for joining us. Of course. Thank, thank you, you for having me. Yeah. Uh, thanks, everyone, for listening this holiday season. And join us uh, next week for our final episode of the season. It's going to be a big one, so tune in for our last divided film of the year. Thanks. Thanks.